Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember the name of the show? People to Pieces. There you go. Welcome back to another edition of People to Pieces. I'm Lori Jones. And I'm Maurice Carver. And continuing from our last conversation, how much personal responsibility do we have to remove from people before we realize that we're relying too much on technology as opposed to, you know, giving people ramifications if you don't do what you're supposed to do? Well, is, is, it, is it a good technology? I mean, can you imagine that the police might have that where they pull your car over without your consent? You know, somebody would be able to have access to that because, you know, there's always the positive and the negative side of technology. So you're talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to use it for, for drunk driving. But who else gets the, the ability to do that? I mean, exactly. there's a tech, but, but see, and this is another thing, right? For example, everybody's saying, well, now that we have cameras and stuff, you know, we can hold uh, certain groups of or individuals responsible. But one of the things that people were talking about is the police have a technology that they can turn off your camera from recording. A lot of people don't know that. You know, so, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's that's why I say that hackers are always going to get ahead of the curve and everything that can be used for good can be used for evil. So you imagine if you have somebody who now is a criminal or an evil, you know, um, a, a person who does bad that can figure out how to make your car pull over when you're trying to get away from danger. You know, it just it doesn't at a certain point we're we're spending too much time you know, using technology for things that it's not absolutely needed for. I remember going in an appliance store one time and you can't find a dishwasher that doesn't have Wi-Fi technology. And I'm like, so people can't walk over to a dishwasher and turn it on. Now they have to be doing it from upstairs or on their way home or, I mean, come on. You know, it's a little bit too, we, we went from the clapper you know, clap on, clap off so that you can be in bed turning your lights off to now you have a whole technology system where you can do this and that, turn the lights on and off and turn the radio on and talk to Alexa and all this other stuff. It's how is how from 2001 in Space Odyssey. And remember what happened with how 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 got a little extra and was trying to take the people out. So, you know. <laughs> I think, again, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then people need to slow down and recognize that just imagine if something happened where the electric grid, grid and stopped and your electrical devices didn't work. What would you do? This generation, this younger generation, this Z generation and this, this uh, you know, uh, millennials and all these other people like that, uh, above that, they wouldn't know what to do because they don't know how to do anything without technology. Now, they're great. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to criticize them because I'm learning a lot from a bunch of them. They're doing some fantastic things, but they also are driving the economy into a different direction. And I don't know if, if they, they recognize that with the advent of technology, the, 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 this world doesn't need as many people to, to do what it used to do. There's a transformation. Exactly. Yeah, there's a transformation of jobs. And now, that that whole philosophy that being over, this this uh, planet being overpopulated and having what they call surplus population, you know, like Scrooge talked about, if you know, let them you know let them go to the poorhouses and beg, let them go to the prisons, let them go to the 
you know, to the churches or whatever. And if they need to die, then then die and decrease the surplus population. That's what I'm saying that this generation doesn't know what they don't know. And even if, if they're not going to look out for themselves, they have to look out for their future generations. You know, you have to look out, is there going to be a job for my child? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I may be living at home with mom and eventually find, you know, a great idea and get a startup company and do fine. But then what about the future generations afterwards? Are they going to be totally taken over by robotic, you know, um, labor? And so there's nothing for certain people to do. There's no blue collar because they don't need blue collar anymore. There's going to be a certain point where you have to look at the future and whether or not it's going to benefit you overall. You have to be careful also, because one of the things that the young people are into is this cryptocurrency. And I was just watching a, a, a particular situation that would occur. And I'm not going to talk about what, what the, the currency name was, but there was this currency that was created and a bunch of people were like, oh, let me get in here and invest in this. And then after a certain period of time, they invested in the, in the cryptocurrency kept going up, going up. But people found out, okay, well, I want to get out this, at this particular point, and they couldn't sell. Then all of a sudden, whoever created the cryptocurrency sold all of it out, and then it stopped. So everybody lost all of their money. One person took $45,000 of, the, of the, their life savings and put it into this currency and said, I lost everything I had. And I'm like, well... This is technology. And one of the things about technology, and especially with crypto, with you know, people have a sense of, of quote unquote privacy. And it's difficult to track these people now with technology to find out who stole your money. So yeah, you you thought you were, you had a good deal with this cryptocurrency, found out that it really was a scam, and now you lost everything. And so yeah, sounds like a pyramid scheme, right? <laughs> Modern day yeah. pyramid scheme. Real people, people at the top waited till the the, the 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 crypto went up to its highest point, and then they decided they were going to get out, and they did. And everybody in the bottom, whatever, lost everything. So again, I mean, you know, you talk about how smart people are. I mean, it's it's good to be smart, but it's better to be careful. You know. Look, I just had to hear one story about a person. There was some guy who lost his password. And another hacker, or not a hacker, or some you know technological person was like, "Okay, you have twenty million, you know, but give me ten percent, and I'll help you recover it." <laughs> it's like, okay, what do you do now? Now you give up, you know, part of your hard-earned money because of a, a technological, you know, glitch or a memory issue. <laughs> you can't, you can't retrieve it. So it's either nothing or give up a good portion of your fortune to somebody who can. That's a little bit too much out of the uh, control of the individual for me. People forgot about how people lived. I was watching this video, this uh, uh, um, great grandmother that grew up during the depression and she was cooking and she was showing some of the basic things of how people were surviving. Or, and you, you might say, well, I would never eat that. But, you know, when people didn't have a choice. And then I, I remember listening to some of the elders talking about how they didn't trust banks because people forget banks went under because of what happened on Wall Street. A lot of banks went under and a lot of people lost their life savings. So individuals would basically, instead of putting their money back into a bank, would keep it in their mattress. You know, and then people would say, well, you're losing interest. And the, the argument was, but I'm not losing my money. Well, I'll tell you, I, I have a mentality. I have an old school mentality. And I constantly think about things that my grandmother taught me. And one of the things was, I remember she, you know, she was an excellent cook. And this is like, you know, 
16, 17 years ago that I'm, I'm still remembering this, but I used to bring her new gadgets, you know, new kitchen gadgets. Oh, this is a new garlic press and, you know, does this and that. And she would pull out the rock that she got from the backyard and pound her garlic. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> you know, there was just some old school stuff where it's like, look, this works just fine for me and I'm going to do it this way. So I think you can't just always go along. I mean, te technology is great. There's certain things, just even like texting. I tell people I fought it for a good long time. And then eventually I got into it and I see the benefit of sometimes doing it, but it shouldn't replace everything. And like, like you said, we're talking about, you know, a, a, a limited amount of resources where if you're going to wind up affecting the economy in a big way, like food, you know, food shortages and, you know, all of these things that you're saying is the trickle down um, effect of what's going on in other countries. Why not be logical in terms of where you use those chips? You know, what if, the, uh, if somebody comes up with a great idea where these chips can be used for this idea, which is going to fix a major problem throughout the world. And you find out, oops, we use too many of those to make sure that your, you know, your air conditioner can turn on through, through Wi-Fi, <laughs> you know, yeah. something, you know, something insignificant and unnecessary. Well, I mean, again, uh, we, we happily gone down the rabbit hole, just like Alice did. And but we're going to find out that we're not necessarily in, in Wonderland. And I think that we really need to, to push our federal government to take a quick look at how this this country is allowing people to utilize our biometric and all of our other basic information and sell it and make a profit and not give you a dime. And, you know, to, to think that you want to live in a, a, a world where there is no such thing as privacy anymore. And guess what? You are already there. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's sad, but hopefully we find a way to turn around our, 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 our supply and demand finds a way to turn it around for us because we've just gone to a, a, a point in time where common sense is, is lacking and we're just trying to do things to be doing things, just like you were talking about the, you know, the satellites all over and, you know, and, and metaverse is now talking about developing avatars to do stuff for you, you know, to do stuff for you so that you can't, you know, it, it, it's sort of like when people became couch potatoes, you know, all of a sudden they were sitting on the couch and they weren't doing stuff and they forgot all about the, the benefits of exercise. You know, even when the, <laughs> I used to tease my my um, godson because, you know, when um, the PlayStation Move thing came out, or it might have even been Wii, was one of those those things where you're supposed to now, instead of being calculated, you were supposed to be able to exercise. And we were playing a tennis game and he's sitting on the, the, the chair, flicking his wrist while I'm standing up, pretending I'm playing tennis. I'm going, aren't you kind of defeating the purpose of this whole exercise thing? Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, and 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 I would say to you that I, I I understand that because you know working from home and sitting in front of a computer for hours and things of that nature, you know you 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 don't even think about even getting up and taking a break because I'm I'm always sitting in front of a computer, but I I can I understand you know the impact it has it's sitting for such a long time, and you know you don't have to worry about uh your nephew playing games and all that because the play, you can't get a you can't get an Xbox or a, a Xbox or a PlayStation at all. I mean, 
It's no uh, more chips, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, but, but remember, there's a bottleneck also. There's ships still sitting out there on the coast of California. There was like 111 ships that were sitting out there uh, with, with cargo on it. And again, uh, all people are caring about is that people spend a whole bunch of money during this quote unquote holiday season. And the problem that I have with that is that I'm, I, you know, the New York Times wrote a piece talking about people are flush with cash. I'm like, what, what world are you living in? Maybe the, maybe the New York Times is talking about the people that's on Fifth Avenue because the majority of people I know don't are not flush with cash. People are basically trying to, to, to figure out a way to how they're going to, to make the, the, the next payment on something or what are they getting getting rid of and i'd say this is the best thing that could have happened to to a lot of americans because what i mean by that is that people have to understand to make the decision to look at things the way like i try to look at or someone that's financial responsible might try to look at and that what i mean by that is a difference between wants and needs is it something i want or something i need and so that's the way i I look at things right now. I love to get a new computer right now. It's not viable. Most people don't realize that the, the, the Windows uh, 11 is out and Windows 11 it has this scheduler that uh, will help your computer run faster. But guess what? You have to get the new technology. So Intel's new i9 you know, chips or whatever you have to buy and those are brand new. But that requires a new board. And that new board is more expensive and that requires new memory and that new memory is more expensive. Like a computer board, a uh, uh, motherboard might be maybe at the most two, three hundred dollars. Some of these things are running like five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars just for the computer board. The memory, they got people on eBay right now selling DDR5 memory. That's the best memory you can get right now that you have to have to run the new Intel chips at its full potential. They're selling, you know, 16 gigabytes, to 32 gigabytes for over $2,000 for just the memory. Remember you before you could find a budget computer? There's no such thing. And I'm, and I'm, and then the, the other thing is a graphics card, right? Graphics card, people use those to, so that you can get to um, be able to play games and also do, you know, um, editing because they affect the, uh, the, the frames per second and how you look at stuff. Um, the images you see on your screen, graphics cards, the prices have gone out of the roof. And why is that? Because of the shortage. And secondly, because people are using graphics cards to mine Ethereum, which is another Bitcoin. So these, all of these things are affecting people's lives. And, you know, that's why I say to you that people, you have to go back and say, I don't need to update to Windows 11, 11 at least for another two years. Which means I don't need the new memory and the new motherboard and the new cooler that has to go along with the motherboard because the socket has changed and, and a new computer uh, chip that goes uh, or CPU that goes into that. All of these things we have to say, I'm not going to be what what um, in, in uh, what they call a HELOC. I don't know if you remember that if you um, uh, it was it was from a movie, um, um, Meet John Doe, and he talked about, you know, HELOC, and he said, what is a HELOC? And he's like, a whole bunch of hills. And he talked about how people are so caught up in this economy. He said, when the first thing they want you to do is to get a job. If you get a job, you have to get an apartment. If you get an apartment, you have to buy furniture. You have to buy furniture. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to, all these things, he said, you don't even realize 
unconsciously how you're so connected within their system. And now you can't live without all those things. So and then because of that, you become a heel just like all of the rest of them. Yeah, well, that's the problem. The problem is with technology, they almost force you to do that. You know, it's it's one thing to say, okay, I'm not getting the latest phone that came out. I'm the phone that I have is fine. Or I'm not getting the latest computer. But then they start, you know, you start coming up. Well, you know, this program um, only operates with the newer system. So you have no choice, you know, or if you get antivirus service, oh, we stopped servicing you know, that older program, so-and-so. So you have a perfectly, you know, you have technology that's perfectly good, but it's not perfectly good anymore because you can't get access to certain things. Even the, the situation with elderly, as they try and push our society more and more to everything's online, you know, people don't have offices anymore. We want you to sign up online or we want you to renew online or whatever, you know, the case is for, for elderly people. Elderly people do not need to have the level of confusion that the younger generations have in terms of pop-up ads and, and all of this other stuff, but they have no choice because once they move over to whatever computer they have, they have that same situation going on that other people find a little mildly annoying, but now you're dealing with people who are just trying to navigate through technology with their diminished capacity you know, for um, for maneuvering through things like this. So it's, it's unfortunate that society doesn't take into account the fact that, yeah, you can make a little bit more money off of that teenager who's just, you know, oh, this popped up on my computer, I wanna buy this or whatever, or the other person who's a little bit more dependent on, on technology, but you're also forgetting about the people who need simplicity who don't need all of the extra bells and whistles. You know, you can't buy an elderly person a dishwasher that doesn't just automatically turn on the, you know, the old school where you press a button and it turns on. They have to now program stuff. It, it doesn't make sense, you know, and it gets back to what we started out talking about. You're, you're, you're not concentrating on satisfaction of the consumer. You're just concentrating on you making more money in any way possible. And we're accepting it. So as long as we accept it, it's going to continue to happen. We have some, some more information that we need to discuss. And one of them is an interesting article that you pointed um, me in the direction of about a guaranteed income that the, uh, is being proposed by mainly people in, I believe it's Silicon Valley, are proposing trying to get to a point where if individuals are below poverty level or they're not earning the income that they're supposed to be earning, that they will get money given to them just to bring them up to a certain level. But Maurice, why don't you elaborate a little bit on what that topic encompasses? Well, I mean, it's, it's um, very basic and stuff. When we're dealing with a society and uh, that uh, we know how difficult it is with technology and the changes within society that uh, a lot of people are not going to be able to participate in uh, the, this economy. So what happens when people can't participate in the economy? They participate in the undercover economy. And so in order to do that, in order to, to, to keep people from falling below the poverty level, there was a suggestion about um, some type of basic income. And, and they stressed uh, in the article, they, they wanted to make uh, a distinction between what, what um, 
the presidential candidate was talking about, which is universal basic income, and then them providing income to individuals separately. Now, there's a few mayors who are on board with this. What do you think about their position in terms of supporting this guaranteed income? Well, I mean, especially when we talk about the era era of COVID and you have all of these people out here, again, um, that are transitioning out of out of uh, jobs that won't probably won't exist any longer. I, I, don't, I think it might make make sense. You look at example, um, the uh, the fast food industry, you have all of these businesses that are closing. You're looking at um, IHOP closing, closing places down. You look at Applebee's, you look at, look at California kitchen. We can keep going on and on. Uh, you looked at the situation, even at, with Burger King, right? They're, lo- they're closing down some of their, uh, and they're, they're really big and they're closing down some of their offices because first of all, people don't want to do those jobs any longer because of the pay that they're getting. And secondly, People, people might have, um, uh, they didn't like the way they were being treated. But that means that they're going to be some people that are not going to be able to get back in this particular economy because they don't have the skills for the new set of jobs that are coming forward. And so what, what happens to them? Do they fall through the, through the, uh, the cracks? Are we going to support them on, you know, on, on, on welfare, on, on Medicaid? What are we going to do? So is there a, another solution? To that, and maybe be able to help those people that are at that that level to keep them from you know falling below the cracks. Because the bottom line is, we pay to take care of those individuals. Like I, I told you before, when when you go to the when you go to the emergency room, uh, for example, in the state of New York, there is a surcharge that a lot of people don't realize that is added to the cost. If for those people that have insurance, there's a surcharge that's added to the cost. They pay for those individuals that don't have insurance. And a lot of those individuals that don't have insurance use the emergency room as their primary care. So does it make sense for people to, to receive a fundamental income to help them uh, meet their daily needs and take care of their kids and their families? It, it makes sense. But is it good for the long run? I'll ask you that question. It's Joe. <laughs> Well, the, I think the problem is, you know, you're, you're not looking at the factor of the emotional um, well-being. There's, there's a sense of, you know, when people have a work ethic or people, you know, go to, to do a good job at a job or, you know, they're accomplishing things in entrepreneurship, there's, there's an emotional aspect that accompanies that. When you're just like when people are out of work and they're dejected because they're home, or even we look at the situation of what happened with COVID, when people were forced to stay home for long periods of time with inactivity, you know, there were um, uptakes in domestic abuse, there were breakups of relationships, there were a whole bunch of things that happened. There, were, it, you know, there are things that increases in alcohol uh, alcoholism. You know, you notice that during COVID, a lot of the right. you know alcohol um um the uh, the the shops that sold sold alcohol were considered um what did they call them the, essential <laughs> they were as important as supermarkets essential <laughs> they were like essential businesses you know so there are a lot of things that can counter the fact that if somebody is giving incentive to stay home that it could have repercussions on on the other end and that's not to say that you shouldn't be looking out to make sure that people can feed themselves or feed their families or, you know, get a certain level of income because, you know, at a certain point, you know, if somebody's working two jobs and they're still at or, or around the poverty level, 
there's something um, unfair about that. What struck me as a little crazy with this article is that if we're at the point where Silicon Valley is not only having, you know, the Twitter CEO giving $3 million to, you know, help this project, you know, be tested out or, you know, other places have already started projects where they're like, okay, we're giving people $500 a month, no questions asked or whatever. That seems to indicate that you probably could have paid people a little bit more before we got to this point. And it also seemed to in, in, indicate to me that they know that the, that the, the uh, advances that I'm making within technology is going to make a lot of people uh, uh, like the Luddites, right? They're not going to be useful. And it was, you were right. They, they, they're talking about uh, a basic income versus a guaranteed income. And they want to make sure that the, those 17 mayors that were involved with this uh, uh, want to know that um, people understand the difference because Andrew Yang, who ran for president, was talking about universal basic income. And as if there is if there's a difference, he was talking. He was talking about paying people, as I remember his campaign, about a thousand dollars per month, and because he, as a, being involved in this tech, technology field, understands the advances that are being made, and how people are not going to be needed as much in the workforce. Yeah, but you know, I think the problem is, and we've seen COVID has taught a lot, taught us a lot. But the problem is, even with COVID, there became a point where people were like. And, and, and logically so, the people were like, no, I don't want to go to work and risk getting COVID. I'd rather stay home and collect a check. So, you know, it's not, not faulting anybody, but at a certain point, you can incentivize people not to want to work. But again, the problem is when people don't work, they may not, may not even be conscious of the emotional aspect that may encompass their life, you know, or in, and, and, um, it, it may cause them to now have issues with family, with friends, with themselves internally, with a sense you know, of, of depression or things that have nothing to do with finances, because now we're in a situation, like you said, where Silicon Valley is like, we don't need you anymore. Everything can be automated. We'll pay you to stay home, but then what? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that they had mentioned something about ESP, and that's not, and I guess maybe people need to use the ESP as they can look into the future and see what is actually going to be happening. But they're referring to something called an economic security project, which, uh, which seeks, to, uh, seeks funding uh, for, for um, people to seek funding from. And I know that um, Facebook co-founder Chris Hughes, I think is his name, Chris Hughes, Okay. He donated a bunch of money and stuff. And then, like you said, a lot of people, a lot of um, Silicon Valley got behind this. And so what is their motivation? Are they really about, you know, the people that's, that uh, that is being affected? Are they really about that? Because when you look at what happened with Silicon Valley, right, look at those communities that, that where Silicon Valley was around. Most of those com com communities were gentrified. The prices of rent went up. Most of the, the, the black and brown people that lived in those communities were forced out. So, this this is not this doesn't do anything to deal with what we call the racial wealth gap going on in America, you know. But but yeah, and it's funny you talk about. It's, I'm sorry, it's funny you talk about the housing because when they made the reference to the Black Panthers ten point program, saying, "Well, this is you know kind of what they were saying in Martin Luther King and stuff like that." Part of the Black Panthers ten point program was we want decent housing. 
fit for human beings. You know, so, okay, you're going to be concerned. You're going to try and parallel a (laughs) 10-point program that was about justice for people of color with your program, and you're only going to pick out one thing that you think you can make a parallel to? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, they will use whatever they can. This is called marketing, right? So they'll use anything that they can, but no one ever talked about how Dr. King talked about the blank check that they, they forgot to sign. Right? Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. That's why it's, it's a difficult subject because you want to be on the side of, we want to lift, we want to help people who are in poverty or around poverty or just struggling to pay the bills or to eat. You know, so you want them to have money coming in from some source, but you don't want that to be, okay, now we've solved the problem because it won't solve the problem. If they wind up having to, you know, lay out money on, on mental health bills, you know, or counseling or, you know, or try to move towards counseling, because again, what is that going to do? Is that going to get rid of the responsibility? Who's going to be paying their health care? We don't have universal health care. So you're paying them to stay home and they don't have a job, but who's paying their health care bill? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a valid point. And, you know, um, again, we always have to look at, uh, you know, those these altruistic endeavors and understand what it is that they're really trying to get at. You know, and people worrying about what they're going to do with the money or this or that. If five hundred dollars ain't no money. <laughs> Let's be honest it's, it's, with you. Let's not get crazy. It's definitely like you're not any money in, in this this economy where people are paying, you know, people basically can't pay their rent, you know, right. much less put food on the, the you know, you give them a thousand dollars, even if you gave them two thousand dollars, you know, they may not be able to, they may be able to do one or the other, pay their rent or eat. Right. And, and we know in this whole COVID experience, right, you look at what's going on in England, right? Their, their, their gas lines in England, they were back in the 1970s. They're rationing gas to people that are...